Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench. We're here with you until 7 p.m. A lot to cover over the next hour, including Cork's defeat to Galway today in the All-Ireland Turning Championship quarter final. We're going to hear from Kieran Kingston in just a bit. And we'll get reaction from the Echoes, Dennis Hurley. We'll also have a reaction from Clare's uh, clash with Wexford today. Clare winning that one, coming from behind to win in the second quarterfinal today in Thurles. Also on the show tonight, we're going to hear from the uh, Cork ladies as they prepare to face Donny Gold. Tomorrow we'll hear from Orla Finn. We're going to hear from Damien Delaney as uh, the uh, Cork City legends take on the Cork City internationals in a tribute match for the late great Jerry Harris. And we're going to look ahead to Cork City's clash with Longford Town tonight as well. It's all to come between now and 7 o'clock right here on the Big Red Bench. Glad you could join us on the show. Get straight into the uh, Galway and Cork uh, analysis. Going to hear first uh, full-time report from Washington Langan. Galway 219, Cork 121, the final score. 2-6 to 7 points in favour of Galway at half-time. Grealish and Whelan with the goals against a wasteful Cork side who missed a lot of point-scoring opportunities and drew three fine saves from tribesman goalkeeper Aina Murphy. The second half began with a bang when Shane Kingston turned the Galway defence and scored a wonderful goal. However, Johnny Cohn, Brian Concanon and Jason Flynn all got good points for Galway while Cahill Mannion added three fine scores from play to add to the one he got in the first half. Cork did narrow the gap in injury time with two points in a row from Alan Cadigan and one from Dara Fitzgibbon, but they couldn't find the equaliser. The final score, Galway 219, Cork 121, Galway march on to the semi-finals. They certainly do. We'll hear from uh, Cork boss Kieran Kingston in just a little bit. And he was asked about his future with the Cork team in that uh, post-match press conference. So we'll hear from uh, Kieran in just a little bit and see what his reaction was uh, to that. We're also going to hear from the Echoes, Dennis Hurley, who joins us on the line now. And Dennis, um, I suppose it was a story of missed chances for Cork. Really, they had the chances to win that game. They just didn't take them. Yeah, absolutely, Rory. Uh, especially in the first half, um, if you look at it, Cork went in five points down at halftime, having having given away two two goals that were very viable, missed three pretty good goal chances, and I think they had um, twelve or thirteen wides in, in the first half. Um, Galway weren't playing exceptionally well to be five points in, um, and quite a low down. as well play to get themselves back into the game. Um, I suppose, um, as we mentioned, the, the talking points, like the, the big one was, I suppose, those missed chances. But Galway weren't particularly great in the first half, yet they were five points up at half time. It was just a symptom, I suppose, of Cork's performance. They just couldn't get near Galway in the first half. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it was. I suppose just that, that early goal in the very first minute from, from Jack Grealish. Um, you know, 99 out of 100, Patrick Collins gathers that easily and clears. Um, and I think they just. Cork kind of were just in the back foot then maybe they, they kind of pushed a bit then to, to get a goal and to cancel that out and they you know the, the couple of wides like and they I think I think they had four in the first ten minutes so you just feel made it that, that they and Galway were you know weren't weren't doing anything out of this world like a lot of their balls in were, were fairly easy for the Cork defence but Oh, we've lost Dennis there. We'll try and get Dennis back there in just a bit. So Dennis, uh, the line just dropping there from uh, Dennis. So we'll uh, try and get Dennis back on the line there in uh, just uh, a second. Uh, but yeah, as we mentioned, look, it was a story of missed chances for Cork uh, today. 17 wides for Cork um, tells its own story, really, uh, versus 12 wides for, for Galway. Um, just a, a number of missed opportunities for Cork that they, they, they probably could have taken. Uh, and it was just, I suppose, disappointing from a Cork perspective that those uh, chances uh, didn't go over the bar. Things improved, though, Dennis, in the second half. Uh, Patrick Horgan, I suppose, the big talking point heading into the game was um, Patrick starting on the bench like he did against Antrim last week he was sprung at half time uh, and seemed to kind of reinvigorate the Cork attack uh, a little bit and probably questions going to be asked why didn't Patrick Horgan start the game today yeah yeah Patrick came on and got four points he came on last week and got two points and maybe looking back at, at the last four games you might say that 
it might have been better if Patrick was starting and with the knowledge and the Tim O'Mahony was going to be coming in and, and maybe could impact the game more. But obviously, um, everything is a lot easier in hindsight. Mm. Patrick, Patrick did well. The, the, the thing you'd, you'd say definitely about today is that um, Connolly Ham missed a few dead balls in the first half and maybe if Patrick had been on, they'd have gone over and Galway's lead at halftime wouldn't have been as much or they mightn't have led at all. But, you know, you can second-guess everything. Um, like, you, you, um, Kieran Kingston was asked afterwards, like, about two shots hitting the post and no one following in, and, and he said that, like, that, you know, there's loads of incidents in a game that you can pinpoint and say, if this could have gone differently, you know, the, the, match, the match would have gone our way. But I suppose... You just look at the the, the big things, uh, the big avoidable things today, and that was definitely the goal the goals that went in at one end, and the, the chances and they weren't taken at the other, and ultimately they they had the biggest the biggest impact on the the scoreboard. When you look at the fact that Cork never led at any stage, yeah, it's massively disappointing. I suppose the big question is where does this Cork team go from here? Uh, we're going to hear from Kieran Kingston in a bit, but he was asked about his future and deflected the question. Um, so that is the big question, I suppose, Dennis. Where does this Cork team go? Yeah, well, Kieran's three-year term is up. Um, the the three-year term he was given at the end of twenty nineteen. Um, I, I suppose. It, it's understandable that he he didn't want to talk about that today. Um, you know, when you're just in in from yeah. the pitch, um, it, you 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 have other other things to 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 tend to. But he said all along he does believe in this team. It, it is a fairly young team, um, and I think as well, if 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 he wasn't to, to continue on, there's no there's no real standout candidate that you'd say is definitely the next manager in waiting. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of factors to consider. There'll be no rash t- decisions made. Um, regardless of the management, you know, the, the team has potential, um, especially, you know, given the, the last the last two all and under-20 wins. So there will be players coming on and the younger players that are there will be getting better with more experience. Today, you know, obviously it was very disappointing, but it can be used as something to learn from ultimately. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I, I don't think Cork will enter into decline after this or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was, you know, it was a game they could have won. Um, they didn't. And you'd hope that they will, in a similar situation in, in the next year or two, that they'll be able to kind of um, right the wrongs of this yeah. one. And for Limerick watching this today, Dennis, and they won't be too worried about what they saw from Galway today, I'd imagine. No, they absolutely won't. Um, uh, someone next to me in the press box said at one stage like that to pick a cork and Galway wouldn't beat Limerick, which was was a bit harsh. <laughs> but the thing is, that doesn't really matter for Galway. You know, they're in a semi final, they're facing Limerick, um, and they they will approach that. You know, as a game they can win. And that's the thing with Galway. They 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 can be a frustrating team, I suppose. If you were supporting them, they can produce brilliant performances and then subpar performances like a lot of other teams. But they, they, they'll definitely fancy having a rattle off Limerick. They, they'll think maybe that they should have got closer to them in the semi-final in, in 2020. Um, so they're definitely underdogs, but you you wouldn't be writing them off. All right. We'll leave it there. Dennis, thanks for talking to us today. Thanks, Rory. That's Dennis Hurley there of the Echo talking to us about uh, Cork's uh, defeat to Galway today. Uh, Dennis was there to uh, hear from uh, Cork Colonel Andrew Kieran Kingston along with the rest of the Assemble media. This is Kingston's reaction uh, to uh, Cork's defeat and their performance today. In the first half, um, we had 24 shots, uh, seven scores, so that's the efficiency is really poor. And in that, there were... Um, uh, some missed opportunities, some missed goals, some scoring opportunities, point scoring opportunities, which we really, we've been taking, in the last few games, we've been taking those uh, easily enough, and for today, for some reason, we weren't. Um, credit to the lads, they were creating them, but we just weren't converting. And then on the other side, got hit for a soccer punch in the first few seconds, and then another one later. But still, look, we were we were really in the game at halftime, uh, albeit we were going playing into the breeze, and we were only five points down, so we never thought the game was gone. Uh, and I thought our lads showed really, really character in the second half, playing into that breeze, uh, never threw the towel in. Uh, I'm as proud of the way that they reacted to that first half because you could have thrown the towel in, conceding soft scores and then missing on the other side, but they never did. They never did. And I'm really, really happy and proud that they didn't do that and probably making a mistake or having a miss when they're doing the right thing. Happy enough to officiating. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a leading question, right? And, and when you lose, and I mean, it's not in any way, I'm going to congratulate Galway on their win. That's the most said inside in the dressing room there. Uh, we didn't help ourselves with the uh, first half uh, performance in particular. Um, and then there were some decisions that went against us, like you see the free count, I think it was 20 to 14. There was a couple, I think Seamus Harnley was looking at it back, but to me, it, uh, I don't know what you guys, what you think of it. I'm sure viewing it. Yeah, but sure. Uh, I know why you're asking me, right? So, um, but uh, you guys are better viewing it, so you'd probably be better, be better equipped to call that one than I would be. But um, to me, it looked like a free. Uh, and with additional time, and it's not in any way so grapes, and I'm not. But I think, look, everyone makes mistakes. Referees are tough jobs. Uh, we all make mistakes. We do, players do, officials do, and sometimes you come out the wrong end of some of those mistakes, and it costs you. Uh, this is not where we want to be. We came here, we knew we had a really, really good chance of getting to an Ireland semi-final and that, that was our target. Uh, I think over the course of the game, we did, also, as I said, didn't help ourselves in that first period in getting there. That our second half, we at least deserved to draw out of, the, out of the game. Twice he hit the woodwork in the second half and no one followed in. Is that disappointing? Uh, no, I think that's a small margin. Like, I mean, you, could, you could pick two things out the field and say I'm relevant. So no, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have an issue with that. No. Is there any reason why you think those goal chances weren't missed or would you have any... Uh, I suppose problem with guys taking them on from the angles they took them on or do you just no. think to yourself you know, they were great saves no I have to look back on them but I never discourage guys uh, we, look, if you look back the narrative on this team not that long ago was we don't go for goals and we don't we take the handy point and we're not going for goals no I'm certainly going to criticise the team or it shouldn't be criticised when we go for goals when the opportunities arise is it hard to take because just that Grealish goal at the start was I suppose the difference in the end and sometimes you just get a bad bounce of the ball and today I think he got a bad bounce of the ball yeah we just did yeah, unfortunately and that's why I suppose we're, we're so disappointed in dress- we're devastated inside the dressing room players are devastated um, because they put a huge huge effort into backroom and players put a massive massive effort into this campaign uh, coming on the back of an All-Ireland final last year um, team is starting to grow getting to a league final again okay disappointing um, two disappointing results in the first in the most of champ, but didn't bounce really well had two really really good games and I think showed today that they've great there's great character coming into the group and a lot of young lads today stood up really really well and I think that only boys goes well for, for them into the future but that doesn't take away firstly from Galway's win or secondly from our disappointment because we set high standards for ourselves at the start of the season uh, very high standards to be honest we, so we raised the bar we raised the ceiling uh, and the next step of that was ceiling was getting to an All-Ireland semi-final and we didn't achieve that and that's massive massively disappointing There's, there, there are things of course they could have changed the outcome of the game but we have to take look at ourselves as well in the mirror and everybody uh, the lads will often hear me saying when we go in after a game we all have to look in the mirror I'm the first guy to look in the mirror Right, and when you've talked to the fellow in the mirror and he tells you what you did really good or really bad you can go and talk to the next fellow when the fellow in the mirror is telling you how good you did and the same for, same for everyone and same for players and same for officials we always look in the mirror would you like another crack at this? I mean, just look, as I said, just come out, I've just come off the pitch, I haven't time, I've washed my hands yet. Uh, and uh, been in the Galway dressing room, spoke to our players, back room, no you guys, television, so I haven't actually even thought of anything besides our focus was Antrim after dinner was Galway. They'd absolutely no thought about anything else with that. And they don't want any, I suppose, speculation around me or anything like that to take away from, from today's Galway's win or the character which our group showed in the second half and which I'm really proud of. There's two types of devastation. There's the de- devastation from not performing well and I suppose the devastation from performing well but not getting the result. I would suggest that today for Cork, it's the latter. Does that make it in some ways easier to build for next year for these players or how does it work? Well, it's, I think it's the latter by a million miles this time. Yeah. And we've been accused of the former many times, uh, unfairly with wrong reporting in many senses, right? Um, but today was the latter. No question about that. Uh, today was the latter. So uh, that's hard to take. Hard to take. Hard to take. Thanks, lads. It's an emotional dressing room, I presume you'll be asking lads not to make any decisions in the heat at the moment after a defeat like that? Yeah, no different to, to Minters, our players, that obviously score reflect and, and uh, everybody needs to reflect because if anybody's thinking beyond the next game, then their focus is not on the next game and the next, the next task at hand. And our focus is 100% was on today's game because we want to get to an all semi semi-final. Uh, that was our aim and didn't take it from there. We didn't achieve it. That's massively disappointing and we're all devastated with that. Yeah, it's Kieran Kingston there speaking after today's defeat to Galway in the All-Ireland Hurling Championship quarter-final disappointing performance from the Rebels particularly in the first half where they were very, very poor indeed things improved in the second which is Galway always just 
as Dennis said Cork never led in that game and Galway just keeping Cork at arm's length a frustrating day for the Rebels but as Dennis said just before we heard from Kieran Kingston there it's a young Cork team plenty of potential plenty of exciting players coming through and uh, as you mentioned uh, as Kieran Kingston you just heard from him there wouldn't comment on his future Dennis says his three year term is up remains to be seen if Kieran Kingston will go for another term but uh, just Massive disappointment today, deflating stuff today in, in Thurlis. And it is Galway now who march on to the All-Ireland semi-final. They will face Limerick. Uh, Clare came from behind to defeat Wexford today in the second of the quarterfinals. Booked their place in the semi-finals. Oshin Lang was watching that game as well. Clare 124, Wexford 314, the final score in the second of today's All-Ireland quarterfinals. It was Wexford 1-7, Clare 10 points at the break. Jack O'Connor with the goal for Wexford in the first half. Midway through the second half, Lee Chin managed to get two goals. One after a long dropping free from Mark Fanning was swatted in by him to make it 210 to 14 points. A couple of minutes later, Ian Galvin hit the crossbar for Clare. The ball rebounded into a Wexford hand. They worked it up the pitch and Lee Chin absolutely buried it to make it 310 to 14 points. It looked good for Wexford at that stage. However, Clare played their way back into it. Aaron Shanahan came off the bench and the big moment for him came after 67 minutes when Mark Fanning dropped a high dropping ball. It fell to Shanahan. He pulled on it and put it in. Tony Kelly added two points after that. Shanahan popped one over himself along with Shane Meehan and all Wexford could do was uh, respond with two Lee Chin frees but they just couldn't get close enough to Clare to reel them back in. The final score, Clare 124, Wexford 314. Watching this one with me, nine-time All-Ireland winner Tommy Walsh. Tommy, what did you make of it? Yeah, listen, it looked like Wexford were going to pull off a shock in this second quarter final. Lee Chin looked like he got a, a hurl to that long free for the first goal. Then he scored a cracker of a, of a second goal and it looked like they were going to go on. Cleared, they looked like they were, I suppose, out of ideas, out of energy. But next minute, Aaron Shanner came on. They scored a couple of points in a row. Shane O'Donnell was instrumental at that stage. That glorious five or six minutes, Tony Kelly was the same. And next minute, Shanner got the goal. He scored one, two when he came on. And he was a major part in that victory. Tommy, for now, thank you very much. The final score, clear 124. Wexford 314 Thanks indeed to Oshin for that full time report hopefully here from the Clare camp before we finish up here at 7pm just going to wrap up uh, the rest of the day's action as well in the All-Ireland Glen Dimplex All-Ireland uh, Camogie Championship round for Cork taking on Waterford down Watch Park is Cork leading by 6 points to 4 at half time a tight game there at low scoring and uh, very very tense stuff indeed uh, Cork had a penalty just on the stroke of half time Amy O'Connor was dragged to the ground Chloe Sigerson stepped up narrowly shooting wide So, but it is Cork who lead there by uh, two points and Cork can book their place in the semi-final today if uh, they can um, get uh, a victory today so fingers crossed um, for that uh, second half uh, just about uh, to get underway there half time in or the, uh, the latest score uh, from the other the game it is uh, Dublin 1-4 clear 4 points uh, in the uh, other uh, game that's uh, currently taking place there at the moment and earlier on today uh, Tipperary have beaten Wexford 15 points to one eleven. Uh, Cork City back in action tonight they're looking to return to the top of the SSC Electricity League uh, first division table they're away too long for a town that kicks off at half past seven we'll talk to uh, Kevin Galvin who's uh, there for uh, Cork's Red FM uh, and the Big Red Bench and we'll talk to him about that in just uh, a little bit but uh, a big uh, night for Cork City of course Galway United going back top of the table last night so it's uh, a big game for Cork City's look to, to get that advantage back and a big night as well for City next week's going to take on Cove Ramblers who will have a new manager next week they've parted ways with manager Darren Murphy that comes in the back of last night's 3-0 defeat to Wexford at St. Comets Park I watched that game last night and Ramblers were dreadful uh, to, to put it mildly uh, it's dropped after the first goal and that was the end of that um, very very disappointing stuff um, and they've taken just 9 points from their 18 games so far this season in a statement the club have thanked Murphy for his work they say an interim manager will be appointed in the next few days uh, ahead of that game at Turner's Cross on Friday night and the search for permanent manager will take place so the, it'll be uh, Ramblin's third manager in the space of 12 months of course uh, parting ways with Stuart Ashton in July of last year uh, to make way for uh, Darren Murphy who eventually came in 
and uh, look Darren Murphy worked very very hard indeed um, was always good with us uh, in the media just results didn't go his way uh, this season and it just couldn't it just didn't work out it's, that's the way it, the way it is and, uh, I'm sure they'll be back uh, uh, there and there thereabouts but disappointing for, for Darren who did tremendous work uh, behind the scenes but Ramblers but just look nine points from 18 games I, I suppose it's the telling stat there and after last night's defeat the board felt they had to act and it'll be interesting to see who comes in there to take over from Darren Murphy one game tonight in the Premier Division as well Slugger Rovers hosting Finn Harps that is at 7.45 Golf Roy McElroy well in contention heading into round three of the US Open uh, he is on four under par uh, at the halfway stage one shot by leaders Colin Morikawa and Joel Dammon he's one of four major champions challenging along with Morikawa John Ram and Scotty Scheffler you want to go up against the best to, to try to bring the best out of yourself and to see Colin and John and Scotty and whoever else you know that's what major championship golf's all about that's what competition's all about you, I certainly don't want it to be easy uh, Seamus Lowry meanwhile or Seamus Power excuse me it's a poor match of Seamus Lowry or Seamus Power and Shane Lowry uh, Seamus Power starting uh, round three on one of Paris just back on the course uh, Lowry missing at the cut uh, also in Gaelic Games as well today um, tribute being paid to Tyrone Hurler Jamie and Casey who died in an accident in Spain it's believed the uh, 29 year old was attending a wedding and had an accident um, uh, at a swimming pool uh, he played for Owen Rue J.A. Club in Dungan and added into county level for Tyrone as well. In a statement, Tyrone said they were totally shaken by the news, describing uh, Casey as a supreme hurler at the peak of his powers. Kilkenny legend Tommy Walsh saluted his commitment to the game. He was the heartbeat of Tyrone, made his debut in 2012, made over 100 consecutive league and championship games. Like That's unbelievable from a, a GA player with injuries and commitment levels at this stage. Scored 39 goals, 906 points. So, listen, and that's just a sport inside elsewhere uh, Seamus Cheddar Plunkett has stepped down as Leash Hurling manager after a two year spell in charge they'll play in the Joe McDonough Cup next season following their relegation from the Leinster Championship last month Plunkett says he's leaving the role he believes the panel would be best served by a new management team with a minimum of a two year plan in rugby the grand final of the United Rugby Championship kicking off in the next couple of minutes the DHL Stormers have home advantage in Cape Town they're taking on the Vodacom Bulls that is uh, in the next uh, seven minutes half past six to kick off at time for that one Freddie Burns scoring a last minute drop goal as Leicester beat Saracens 15-12 to be crowned the Premiership Champions victory in the Twickenham final secured Tigers first title in nine years in their first season back in the top division Saracens narrowly missing out on a fairy tale end to the campaign head coach uh, Mark McCall though says they can use that experience to build something special today doesn't really feel like the end of anything and, uh, I feel with this new group of players so we're at the start of something and hopefully we can you know, use the pain that we're going to feel over these next few days um, in a constructive way next year to come back a bit stronger. Ellen Keynes claimed a silver medal at the World Paris Swimming Championships in Madeira. She came home in her SB8 100-metre breaststroke in the time of 122.20, just missing out in first place uh, to 13-year-old Anastasia Dmitriev from Spain. Later on, Nicole Turner goes in the final of the S6 500-metre butterfly. Uh, just after 20 past seven, Roshin Yurin's latest attempt at a hat-trick of medals comes in the final of the 200 individual medley. Uh, that is in the next couple of minutes in the SM13 category. So very best of luck in Indeed, there uh, to Roisin and in tennis, the former world number one Naomi Osaka has withdrawn from Wimbledon. Twenty-four-year-old says that's because of an Achilles injury. Osaka, though, had previously described the tournament as an exhibition after ranking points uh, for it were axed. All right, uh, we're going to rock on with the show. We're going to hear from uh, Orla Finn in a little bit. We're going to hear from Kelly Harrington as well. I spoke to Kelly uh, last week. Uh, first, though, we're going to hear from um, a Cork City legend uh, and a big day tomorrow at Turner's Cross as the tribute match for the late, great Jerry Harris takes place. The Cork City legends taking on the uh, Cork City Internationals. Two o'clock, the kickoff time uh, for that at the Cross. A portion of the proceeds will go to the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland, so it's uh, very worth while cause uh, the team's going to be managed by Dave Barry and Gregor Halloran and there's a load of city legends playing in this game Alan Bennett David Myler Damien Delaney John O'Flynn George Callan Garrow Morrissey Dennis Bean, Noel Mooney the legend uh, Mick Devine as well plenty more as well uh, so it's going to be a great day at Turner's Cross tomorrow and I've been speaking to former Cork City defender Damien Delaney about tomorrow's game and about the legend that is Jerry Harris Generous man uh, kind man uh, 
helpful. Um, always did his utmost to um, to make sure everybody got what they wanted and everybody got what they what they needed. Um, and I suppose the the one word with Jerry is selfless. Um, that that that's probably the word that would, would sum him up best. He um, he gave his heart and soul for Cork City Football Club. Um, and it was Jerry Harris that made sure that there was a football club many a time um, in the dark days and an awful lot of voluntary work um, not only voluntary but I'd say he spent an unholy amount of his own money mm. um, trying to keep Cork City alive and just get it to a certain stage so there was some something for somebody to come in and take over um, so just an all round good guy really generous and, um, and, and helpful almost to a fault <laughs> always had a smile on his face as well Damien didn't he I never saw him in bad form never absolutely not and, and you know when you think of like Jerry you know he, like if there was a nuclear bomb went off outside your your back window Jerry would be the kind of fellow that would, would wander over like out the window and kind of go how do we, uh, how do we fix this he adapts you know, he never ever, and he never ever showed that if he was worried, or he never showed that if he was concerned, he was just like, "How do we fix this? There is a way. There will be a way, and we will sort it out. Don't panic." That was his, you know, that was his mentality, and I suppose that was what made him him. Hmm. He seemed um, to me, from talking to, to to a lot of players over the last couple of months, he seemed to be like almost like a father figure to a lot of you. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, Jerry was just always kind of there. Uh, with a, a, a helpful, helpful word or a bit of encouragement, as I said, no matter how bad things were going, even in, in, in games that he had managed when he was with us, no matter how bad the games were going, he was always positive. Even if you were losing heavily and, and it looked like he had no chance, he never, 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 ever lost the rag. He was always like, sure, look, lads, we can fix it or we can turn it around or there's no problem. And, and it was just that, that kind of undying spirit that he had. And um, it's a great trait to have. Yeah, it certainly is and he was always very proud of all of you like when the likes of you went across the water to England he was always very proud of your achievements yeah I, I think so I, I, I always felt that you know when I came back in 2018 signed for Cork City Jerry was always uh, milling around the club he was always kind of you know on the bus to away games and stuff and he still loved it he still loved getting on the bus to Dublin watching the games getting on the bus afterwards um, you could see there was a, a comfort and a joy in him when he was in and around the first team. Um, and as I said previously, I used to love sitting and chatting with him on the bus sometimes and um, just reminiscing. And you could tell him, you're probably right, that there was a, a huge amount of pride um, that Jerry, you know, played a part in so many lads' careers, not mm. just the boys that, 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 that went across the water, but lads that, you know, spent their careers at Cork City. Jerry was a huge part of it. He certainly was. And a massive game now taking place at the cross on Sunday. The amount of legends taking place in this game is incredible. I think every Cork City legend is playing in this game, Damien. Yeah, it, it just shows, you know, the type of person that Jerry was. You know, it's all well and good me talking and saying nice words about Jerry, but the fact that everybody has made time and a lot of people are travelling from, from, from great distances to, to make sure that they're able to be there to pay tribute to him um, and it's going to be a great day and I think it's a day that'll celebrate the one thing that Jerry valued most and I think that was enjoyment you know as long as everybody was enjoying themselves Jerry was happy and um, Sunday is a chance for everybody to show up um, I think it'd be very very rare that you would get that amount of ex-players you know in one venue on the same day <laughs> so the, 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 the chance to reminisce and see old faces and people that you haven't connected with in a very long time um, would be great and I'm uh, you on the internationals team, I'd imagine, Ian. Um, yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't qualify as a cop. I think I might be sub on the internationals team. I don't know And uh, who are you looking forward to, to, to facing them today? Who are looking forward to playing against? Um, I honestly, I don't. I, I, I won't be playing. I, I, I'll just be walking around, really. You know, um, <laughs> only the body can move that well anymore. But um, I'm just looking forward to seeing a lot of old faces wearing football kits. You know, especially you know lads that when I first got into Cork City, kind of training with the first team in in, in, in 98, 99. You know, that Cork City team, the likes of of, of Decky and. Mm. Patsy and um, and you know like Mark Herrick Kelvin Flanagan and you know Stevie Napier and you know just see all those guys 
um, that I used to look up to when I was a kid to see them in Cork City kit, kits again will be will be great you know it's going to be absolutely fantastic it's all the uh, proceeds from the game is all going to the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland so it's for a fantastic cause Damien and obviously the key is to get as many people into the cross for this game Absolutely, you know, it's it's a it's, it's a chance for us to enjoy ourselves. It's also a chance to raise money. So the more people that show up, the more people that, that support this, the better. It'll be great. Nothing but a good cause, and it's exactly what Jerry would have wanted. And for a fellow that gave so much, I, I don't think it's a huge ask. A huge ask for people to just give a little bit um, and help out a great cause. Yeah, certainly not, Damien. Really looking forward to seeing action, buddy. You'll see you at the cross. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a great day tomorrow at Turner's Cross. So many Cork City legends uh, taking to the field tomorrow as Damien uh, outlined there. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be great to see some of the, the heroes of yesteryear line out of the cross once more in Cork City kits. Great day and it's a tribute for Jerry Harris um, who, as every Cork City fan will know, was uh, an absolute icon in that club. Uh, Jerry's uh, sad passing before Christmas still certainly felt uh, by everyone at Cork City FC and tomorrow should be a great day of celebration I'm really really looking forward to it it's 10 quid on the uh, gate a portion of the proceeds going to the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland if you can't make it there are non-attendance tickets available go to corkcityfc.ie for details on that Uh, the game is going to be streamed on YouTube I'll be uh, on commentary duty for that which I cannot wait for to be perfectly honest about it and I'll be joined by a number of the, the Cork City legends across the course uh, of the game um, so if you can't uh, make it to the cross tomorrow be sure and buy a non-attendance ticket and uh, watch the game on YouTube it's it's look it's going to be a great day it's going to be a cracking occasion hopefully a lot of money raised uh, for the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland as well so get down uh, to the cross the Corksy Legends Corksy Internationals going head to head at the cross tomorrow all right, still to come on the show, going to look ahead uh, to Cork's clash with Donegal in the All Ireland Ladies Football Championship tomorrow. And we're going to hear from Kelly Harrington as well. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Rory here with you on the bench until 7 pm this evening. Uh, Cork Mogan action against uh, Waterford in round four of the Glendon Pitaclex All Ireland Championship. Uh, seven points to four. Cork lead into the second half there. The Cork Ladies footballers in action tomorrow as they take on Donegal. The game's being played in Clane tomorrow. Uh, two o'clock start for that one. Jerry McCarthy will be there for us. Every action on tomorrow's show uh, from 6pm. Uh, but ahead uh, of the game, Jar has been chatting to uh, Cork forward Orlefin. No, delighted to be joined on the line by Cork senior footballer and Kinsale stalwart Orla Finn, who is coming off two fantastic performances for Cork, uh, following wins over Waterford and then Kerry to become Munster champions. And looking ahead to this weekend's clash, oh, first group all earning clash with Donegal. Orla, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. How are things? Thanks very much, sir. Um, it's good to talk to you. It's been it's been a while uh, since we spoke, but since we last spoke, things have been going very well for you uh, and for Cork. Obviously, it's a while since you played Waterford in the Munster semi-final, but on that particular day, you scored five points. And then, of course, you faced Kerry in the Munster final and uh, down at Killarney and playing, obviously, in Fitzgerald Stadium. Once again, uh, you came up with the goods uh, with 1-3 that day. So think on the scoring front, things have been going very well. And you've been acknowledged by the PWC Gaelic Players Women's Football Association because you've been nominated for Player of the Month for May. So congratulations on that as well. Yeah, thanks very much. No, things have been going good um, over the last number of weeks um, for me personally and, and, and for the team. You know, it's great to get back into Munster Championship again as we didn't have it in, in two years. So it's good to get the matches um, back playing again. And, you know, when you're winning them, it's even better. So we have two tough matches behind us now playing Waterford first. You know, it's all a tough battle between the two of us and onto Kerry um, playing them alone for Sturl Stadium. So it was nice to get the, the Munster title. Indeed it was and one of the big things I've noticed because from covering you in the National League and also in the Munster Championship now in the All-Ireland Championship Orla, the difference in the fitness levels the block of training that you did under Shane Ronay and his new management team coming out of the Munster, coming into the Munster Championship you're seeing the benefits of that now? Yeah definitely after the league you know we were knocked out early so we had a few weeks to, to put in the hard training and we're definitely reaping the rewards of it now um, we, we two good games against Waterford and Kerry and we're looking forward now to the All-Ireland Series which is getting very soon 
Um, your full forward line, you've been playing alongside Anya Terry O'Sullivan from Berra and Darren O'Sullivan from Mornaby, two players you know very well, two players equally as experienced as yourself. What's impressed me most is not just your own movement and scoring, but the other two players as well. You've been really working very well as a trio. Yeah, I suppose we've been playing together, you know, with the last number of years, so it's going to click a little bit easier than if you were in with, with, with new girls. So with the experience that that we all have, it's great that it's kind of coming off and, and long may that last. Um, you mentioned experience. This is quite a different and a younger, dare I say it, Cork senior panel that has been for a couple of years. There's a lot of new talent that has come on board over the last two to three years. There seems like a nice buzz around the panel. Uh, obviously when you're winning that helps and obviously as you said yourself the National League campaign finished earlier than you would have liked but Cork seem to be where they want to be right now um, and the the success that you've enjoyed in Munster is going to be important because you've got two tough games you face Waterford again a second time in the All-Ireland Championship group and Donegal a team that you know as well from previous battles down through the years this is not going to be easy no, it won't be, but as you say we have a great bunch of girls and there's massive comp- competition for places which is what you need, you know, to be successful. You know, everyone's driving each other, each other on a train, and even to make the panel um, is a big achievement. So, no, it's been great. Training's been going good, and we, we look forward to playing Donegal now on Sunday, and we'll have Waterford then six days after that, and they'll be two very tough um, teams to play against. You know, it's always we like the last time we played Donegal. I'd say we only beat them by a point or two, so we know it's going to be a tough battle ahead of us now on Sunday. But we, we look forward to it and it's great um, to be back playing matches again after three week breaks and some of the finals. Are you a fan of having the long breaks or do you prefer the games coming thick and fast week after week? Yeah, I like the games coming thick and fast. Um, I suppose when you're playing football you just like playing games all the time. Um, now three weeks wasn't wasn't too too long, I suppose, and we had a bit of time to just, you know, chat together and, and you know, a bit of team talk and see what we're going to do going forward but um, no I, I like having games you know coming every weekend so going forward now I think there's only um, a week or two weeks between the games so I, I like that I had a feeling you would uh, as a player who likes to get on the pitch and play your own form um, has been impressive not not surprising but impressive um, not just in the last couple of games with the National League as well you must be pleased with that and the fact that you're injury free I am, yeah. I suppose last year I had a tough year of championship. I played only half an hour against Mead in the first round of the All-Ireland Series and I got injured and I was out for the rest of the season. So I suppose that hunger is there then to drive on and, and give it your all this season. And, and I'm just lucky that I'm, I'm you know, injury-free um, at the moment and hopefully that will continue now going forward in the next few games. Um, how delighted are you to see Faye Hearn on the Cork Senior Panel? Yeah, it's great. It's always nice to have girls from your own club on the panel. Um, when she's a young girl and she, she'll, you know, she'll be pushing on now over the next few years. So, you know, it's always nice to have, have girls from, from home um, alongside you on the senior panel. The new management team of Shane Ronan and his backroom team, it's taken a while for everybody, obviously, to get to know each other. But I would imagine things are settled at this stage. Everybody knows how the management team works and the management have figured out how the players what, how they operate um, there's always a period of transition order and you've been through it a couple of times with Cork but how how settled is the whole setup right now heading into the All-Ireland Championship? Yeah things are going very well and I suppose a lot of the girls um, were coached under Shane um, when they were in UCC as well so it was nothing new for them um, but no things are going very well and and you know we just look forward to the games that are to come um, from your own perspective, as a player now who has, has been to the top of the mountain with Cork, I mean, it's it's winning an All-Ireland Championship is an incredibly difficult thing to do. And because Cork had so much success in recent years, the, the difficulty in getting back up to the top of the tree again is not easy. I mean, Meath have shown, you know, that they, it's possible to do so. But like there's Dublin, there's Meath, there's the likes of Donegal. There's a lot of contenders this year, Orla. So anyone that is going to win this All-Ireland is going to certainly earn it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that that are capable of winning All Ireland this year, and I suppose that's what's getting good about ladies football. You know that it's so open over the last few years. It wasn't a, it wasn't like that. So with me winning last year, just showed everyone how open it can be. So um, no, we'll just take every game as it comes now, and hopefully we'll progress on. 
Um, once the All-Ireland Championship is said and done the club championship will be kicking in I know your mindset isn't anywhere near that right now nor would they expect it to be but pulling on that Kinsale jersey I know how important that is to you and how much you love doing that the split season is suiting players or is it? Yeah I definitely love the split season you know you can give your all with, with your county first and then go back and give your all with the club um, over the years it was hard to balance the two of them you know playing County into county games and then going back to your club maybe for a club championship and then back to your county again you feel like you're not giving your all to your club um, so this way you know since since COVID hit I suppose we I was able to give my all to the club as we weren't playing into county at the same time and I really enjoyed that especially in 2020 it was the first year that I could actually give you know be at every training session with Kinsale and and give it my all and you know you, you even gel more with the girls and stuff when you're when you're training with them day in day out so I think it's definitely working and I know a lot of the girls um, prefer the way that this season is mm. going Yeah and just finally Orla obviously with the split season you're, you're fully focused like all the other players on the Cork and doing what's doing your absolute level best for Cork at the moment I, I've seen you down through the years but you are playing some of your best football over the last couple of weeks and months and hopefully that will continue into the season I know that's what you'll want yourself but you'll also know that this is a squad this is a squad game now. It's not just a 15. It's got to be the game changers that come off the bench. But Cork are in a good place. Obviously, you want to get off to a winning start and you all earned against Donegal. That won't be easy. But considering how things have improved over the last few weeks, um, you must be happy with your own form in particular. Yeah, I am. And as I said, it's probably the hunger from, you know, missing the championship last year that's kind of driving me on. And I was injured there kind of just after the league. I was out for a little bit with my hamstring and that's all, you know, rectified again. So hopefully going forward, I'll stay injury free and, and just enjoy playing football and enjoy being able to play these big games because, you know, I'm so lucky to be able to play and, and to be injury free at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully it, it keeps going that way for me anyway. Yes, hopefully indeed. And all Cork fans would say the exact same thing. And when you've been nominated uh, as PWC Gaelic Footballer, uh, Women's Footballer of the Month for May, you know you're doing the right thing. Or by the time this podcast comes out, uh, hopefully you'll have won that award as well. But if not, we will talk to you uh, down the road. All the best against Donegal at the weekend and continued success. Thanks a million, Jer. Yeah, it's Orla Finn there in conversation with Jer McCarthy. The Women in Sport podcast available every Thursday at noon. And you'll hear more from the Cork Ladies team there. You can hear from Shane Ronan on that podcast as well. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, redfm.ie or from wherever you get your podcasts. Um, in the Glendon Black Senior All-Ireland uh, Camogie Championship, uh, Cork uh, taking on Waterford. Of course, Cork put the semi-final spot today uh, with a win. Cork starting to pull away uh, a little bit from Waterford 11 points to 7 in a very close very tight game down Watch Park but uh, fingers crossed that uh, the Rebels will uh, get the victory there and progress to the All-Ireland uh, semi-final alright uh, going to go back uh, to Semple Stadium and Clare of course uh, beating uh, Wexford today to progress to the All-Ireland semi-final going to hear from uh, Brian Lowen uh, speaking to uh, Oshin Langan following today's win over Wexford Brian Lowen Clare manager Tell me how you're feeling after that game of what I'd normally say two halves, but I'd suggest three quarters for Wexford and one quarter for ye. Yeah, well, look, um, they, you'd, you know, it's great to come out on the right side of, a, of, of, of the of, of the result, you know, to um, to get the win. Um, I suppose two weeks ago we were here and we didn't get the win. Um, so um, yeah, there's a, a bit of relief there and um, a certain amount of satisfaction that um, when it was really put up to us that, that our lads played so well. Are these the difficult ones to prepare for? Because I suppose coming into it, you had to get over the disappointment of the Munster final when you throw everything at a team and don't quite get the result. Psychologically, it's tough. Physically, I imagine that was a tough game to get over. And then you throw the distractions in of where the lads going to play, where they're not going to play, where they suspended, where they're not suspended. It was it was not exactly the perfect mix for preparation, was it? Yeah, look, I suppose it just was what it what it, what it was. You just have to get on with it. Um, the um, um, the boys were suspended and then they weren't suspended. So you know, it was it was a downer, obviously, that they were suspended and then a bit of a boost when um, they were cleared to play. And um, sure, look, it was. I suppose it was it was it was a different kind of a game for us to prepare for. We were we were favoured to win it, which was uh, different for us, um, and probably didn't handle that as well as we could have, um, and didn't play well at all in the first half. 
was it hard to get the preparation right given that you found out maybe late enough that the lads were going to play was it difficult for you was it difficult for the squad was it difficult for everyone uh, no it's just the way it is like you know you, you, you have your you always know that you have your Thursday morning at 9 o'clock to have your um, 26 in so we had our 26 in and we were able to include Rory and uh, we were able to include P- Peter in that 26 and um, it just was what it was now back to the actual game itself um, it was I'm going to say the bench that won it for you but they contributed when they all came on especially Aaron Channer who got 1-2 towards the end and Tony Kelly obviously kind of got into it even more scored three points from play at half or in the second half Shane O'Donnell did what Shane O'Donnell has been doing all year yeah look um, um, tremendous uh, performances for, from, from, from the lads that came in but it has been coming a bit because you know they've been itching to, to to get on and they just haven't been able to get on because fellas have been playing well um, so delighted for them they're working as hard as everyone else um, and uh, they got the opportunity when you know we were up against it um, and um, in fairness to them they did the business and now you're going to Crow Park and facing Kilkenny yeah it's, you know another big challenge um, but something that we're really looking forward to we haven't been there in a while and um, we will uh, we'll see how it goes you've been part of some great banner summers as a player what's it like as a manager because you know yourself that day against Kilkenny it is going to be just amazing in Crow Park the atmosphere will be great Clare will bring a huge crowd and there's hardly a better team um, to watch and enjoy even from the neutral point of view when, when they get on a bit of a run as you have yeah well look uh, you know um, anyone that's inside the dressing room you know they want to represent their county as, as well as they possibly can and you know the best place to represent your county is above in Crow Park that's where everyone wants to be so um, you know really looking forward to that and um, happy for the for, for the group of players that they are getting the opportunity to go up there um, so um, we'll see how it goes Brian well done today thanks for sure. cheers Brian right, thank you the big red bench on Cork's Red FM and that is Brian Lowen the uh, Clare manager uh, speaking uh, to Oshin Langan uh, following uh, today's win over Wexford that uh, sees them book their place in the All-Ireland semi-final course uh, Cork beaten by Galway today massively disappointing but um, I suppose some positives as we were talking about early in the show it's a young Cork team and uh, plenty of potential in that Cork team so it'll be interesting uh, to see um, where Cork go from there but uh, yeah massive disappointment uh, for Cork today and uh, yeah look, just one of those days for Cork uh, couldn't convert their chances hopefully Cork City can convert some chances tonight they're in action away to Longford Town in Bishopsgate Galway United going top of the table last night so the pressure is on Cork City to reclaim that ahead of a massive uh, Cork Cove derby the El Classy Cork uh, happening in Turner's Cross on Friday night Kelvin, uh, Kelvin, Kevin Galvin is in Bishopsgate uh, for us today, and it is a big game um, for Cork City tonight, Kevin. And as I mentioned, just a little bit of pressure now after Galway going top. Yeah, definitely, Rory. Pressure after pressure after last night. Uh, Galway going back top, and uh, of course, Galway winning five one against Bray Wanderers last week. Or sorry, yes, last night. And um, the same team, of course, who got a one all draw against Longford last week at this same ground. So uh, a little bit of a tie up there. A lot of Cork City fans, or a few Cork City fans at least, that'll be making up the trip could have very well been in Turles in Semple Stadium today for that disappointing result against Galway. That is, of course, one of the ways you can make your way up here to Bishopsgate, mm-hmm. where. Look, the place is empty for the moment. Um, <laughs> we're waiting to uh, kick off. Um, we're hoping there'll be a big crowd here. We're hoping really that there's not going to be any hassle. The city's first game, of course, since the 27th of May. So a lot of cobwebs to shake off. They were due to play Waterford last week, but of course, due to that international call-up from uh, David Harrington, that game was postponed. A few changes for City. Um, I literally only just got given the team sheet a few minutes ago, so I'll go through the teams as their numbers. Um, but I know that Marco Manny is into the team. That's uh, that's a first start for him. So. David Harrington in goal we have Ali Gilchrist Aaron Bulger Kean Bargery Kevin O'Connor who captains the side tonight Josh, jo- Josh Honahan Matt Serbally Kieran Coates Kean Murphy Marco Manny and Jonas Hacken and O'Manny of course in for Rory Keating who was sent off late in that game at the end of May that saw Cork City beat John Coffey's uh, Galway United at Terryland Park so a uh, huge chance for City to go back to the top of the table and maybe put a bit of a smile on uh, Cork sporting fans after a disappointing <laughs> yeah, afternoon certainly so um, Cork City beat Longford 
Town 4-1 uh, at the cross at the end of April in a game that massively flattered uh, the, uh, Cork City the scoreline anyway because Longford Town are a very very good team and nothing will be easy for Cork City tonight Kev no, there is a big gap now, Longford, really, between the between the two C teams. I think City are now, is it 12 points clear, Longford, plus they have a game in hand. So um, I think really the, the quality between these two teams shows out. But as you said, Rory, like that game in Turner's Cross was a kind of a bizarre one. I'd never seen Cork City play so badly and win by so many. They, they won 4-1 on the day, a couple of sweet strikes in that game um, just individual brilliance and that's kind of been really Rory and I think you'll agree with me like City's saving this year Matt Healy scored a couple of brilliant goals again up in Terryland Park or in DC Park I think it's officially called now um, last month and a lot of goals from midfield for the Rebel Army Keating now missing tonight up front that'll be a big loss mm. um, he's held the line up front quite well but really good to see Marco Mani. Um look we've talked some uh, some really good players coming through the academy and Omani is is kind of one of those shining lights so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how he gets on uh, making a senior start for the Rebel Army so look big pressure on him big pressure on City but look mm-hmm. it's it's the pressure that you want it's the kind of pressure that they had fighting relegation two years ago it's nice now to be talking about things back up the top of the table certainly is a uh, victory tonight would set things up nicely for El Classic Orca turn us cross uh, next Friday evening Cove Ramblers will win that game um, with uh, an interim manager after the sacking of Darren Murphy today uh, nine points in 18 games probably not a surprise but not the way Darren Murphy uh, obviously would have imagined things uh, would have worked out Kev yeah, and look, Darren's a, a superb guy. Yeah. Um, was obviously a brilliant player in his day. One, you know, scored in Wembley. There's not very many Corkonians can say that, <laughs> or scored in Old Trafford. Shall I say not many Corkonians can say that? Um, but look, it just wasn't working out. Um, like I saw their their because we were in that gap week. We uh, I saw their game against Athlone last week. I mean, conceding five to this Athlone team, yeah. there really is no excuse for it. And again, last night, very disappointing. Now, I would say on the flip side, Wexford are. Uh, I followed Wexford closely for last number of years and Ian Ryan has done a superb job with them um, Jack Doherty scoring a kind of a freak goal from distance to get them off the mark and he's been really an outstanding player I'm sure he'll be in the sights of Colin Healy because Jack actually isn't too far away from the Rebel Army I think he's based in Port Leash um, or, or just around there Carlo I think so he's not that far away from Cork <laughs> um, but yeah I mean look it, it, I think I think really for both parties it, it was the right time for them to part ways but I'm sure Darren will have a a long and 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 storied career in in uh, in in football, especially in Cork football, really highly regarded. And although this, unfortunately, the latest job didn't quite work out for him, I'm sure there'll be plenty more on the way for him. So, um, and look, uh, hopefully for Cove, might be a shot in the arm for them as well. Um, it, it, it they're doing great work down there, but you, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> results really is is what causes to get bums on seats or bums in front of walls if you're or behind walls if you're talking about Saint. <laughs> Coleman's Park yeah. um, so really you know it, like if the results aren't happening there's no other excuse he, it, it was the right time I think yeah I think so as well alright Kev thanks for that enjoy the game tonight and we'll have your reaction on the Big Red Bench tomorrow night perfect cheers Roar and uh, yeah keep an eye on the uh, Big Red Bench Twitter I'll be keeping updates right throughout the match alright that's Kevin Gallivan there at Bishop's Gate uh, tonight for Cork City versus Longford Town very funny just before we wrap up we run out of time for Kelly Harrington and we'll play that on tomorrow night's show going to hear very briefly from uh, Dara Egan the uh, Wexford manager Dara Egan, Wexford manager, is a fair description of that game. He gave it everything, but just came up a little bit short against a quality outfit. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we were a quality outfit today as well. So, um, yeah, just came up a bit short, ran out of bodies for a finish. Uh, we were we were under ferocious pressure over the last 12 minutes or so, and uh, we just, you know, we conceded a few cheap scores, and uh, ultimately bodies were getting tired. But uh, no excuses. Uh, Claire, Claire finished a stronger, deserved her victory, but we can be absolutely really proud of our lads they, they give a monumental effort today Right that's it from us on the Big Red Bench this evening thank you very much indeed for tuning away we're back tomorrow from 6 with Aiden in the hot seat Stevie G's up next enjoy the rest of your Saturday Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM